0: This is Real Health Chats, real talk about health issues important to you and your family. I'm Dr. D. And I'm Becky, the doctor's wife.
1: Welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Health Chats. This is episode six. Today, we're going to be talking about thyroid disorders.
0: It seems like the thyroid is kind of the go-to bad boy of every time someone's having some troubles. You know, I'm I'm not feeling good. I've been super tired. It seems like the first thing that people ask, especially for people in their 30s and 40s and 50s, is, "Hey, have you had your thyroid checked lately?"
1: I hear that complaint a lot, and that's really why we wanted to talk about this a little bit today because uh, thyroid disorders are really common. They affect a lot of people. They might affect your parents. Or yourself or even your children sometimes and uh, they're relatively easy to treat once they're diagnosed so that's one of the reasons that uh, we picked this topic to discuss.
0: Okay so where's the thyroid what does it do?
1: The thyroid gland sits in the front of the neck near the voice box and its function is to make thyroid hormone.
0: What is thyroid hormone used for?
1: Thyroid hormone is used by all of the cells in our body, uh, and its function is to help in the steps of metabolism that help in the energy production of all of our cells. So the thyroid gland actually makes two forms of thyroid hormone, T3 and T4. Uh, T4 is produced mostly in the thyroid gland. And then it's converted to T3 inside our cells uh, by an enzymatic uh, process.
0: That sounds like a lot more science than you can explain to me in the amount of time that we have. But it sounds like it is really important for our cells to function and have the energy they need and to metabolize and things like that. Yes, it's
1: it's vitally important. If we don't have the proper amount of thyroid hormone, it's... affects every organ system and every cell in our body.
0: Okay, so that makes sense to why it's a common question if someone's having troubles, any kind of illness, any kind of symptoms, to ask, oh, let's check your thyroid.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: Okay, good. Well, that makes sense then. So what happens then to make the thyroid go rogue, I guess, To to where the hormone is not working properly or being created properly.
1: Sure. So there are two main categories of thyroid dysfunction. One is when the thyroid makes too much thyroid hormone. And the other is when it doesn't make enough thyroid hormone.
0: Okay. So too much hormone is hyperthyroid. Correct.
1: Yes. Too little
0: hormone is hypothyroid. Right. Why does this happen, and what happens to make it go one way or the other, either hypo or hyper?
1: Well, in general, with hyperthyroidism, there's one main issue called Graves' disease. That is when the body makes antibodies that stimulate the thyroid to produce too much thyroid hormone, and that's the most common cause of hyperthyroidism. The other would be a nodule that's in the thyroid that has gone rogue and is just making too much thyroid hormone on its own. Those are really the most common types of hyperthyroidism. And you can share your story.
0: So I was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism 26 years ago when I was pregnant. I went in to the doctor and just for a yearly wellness exam.
1: So I don't want to contradict your story, Uh-oh. but I kind of think <laughs> you were diagnosed with hyperthyroidism before it was, we, we got pregnant.
0: No, it was actually the same day I did the blood really? test and they said.
1: I don't remember that. You <laughs> you went on medicine, though, during the pregnancy. I right? did. Okay. I I'm did. sorry.
0: That's okay. <laughs> so I actually did. I, I I was pregnant already, but didn't know it. So the same day, we did a blood test and also a pregnancy test. And I was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism and pregnancy (laughs) on the same day. Just a funny aside story. I had to get on medication because apparently my hyperthyroidism was pretty bad. And um, one of the medications that I was on one of the side effects during pregnancy of taking it during pregnancy was that the baby could be born with an odd hairline. That seems like a really weird side effect to me, but I had a really good friend, Gail, if you're out there listening, who used to tease me and say that my child's hairline was going to look like Eddie Munster. (laughs) So um, didn't look like Eddie Munster, but this child was also bald for two years. So whether that had anything to do with it, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I was eventually treated for that, where I had to um, take some radiated iodine.
1: One of the causes of hypothyroidism.
0: <laughs> yes, is having hyperthyroidism <laughs> That's treated. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> so that was after after I was treated for hyperthyroidism hyperthyroidism by drinking the radiated iodine, which killed the function of my thyroid, then of course I was not making thyroid hormone. And so I went the opposite direction to hypothyroidism and have been on medication for that ever since.
1: And will be for the rest of your life.
0: Hooray.
1: Uh, That's a relatively common story. There's lots of people out there that Uh, have gone through that and have developed hypothyroidism after being treated for hyperthyroidism. So let's talk a little bit about hypothyroidism and the different causes. The most common cause of hypothyroidism is something called Hashimoto's thyroiditis or autoimmune thyroiditis. Um, This is caused when the body makes antibodies against the thyroid that basically destroy the cells that produce thyroid hormone. So eventually, it either doesn't make enough or can ultimately quit making thyroid hormone altogether. Uh, In some people, the thyroid gland just kind of slows down with time and quits working.
0: Does that happen at any certain age or anything, an acquired thyroid problem?
1: So it's... It's hard to say if it really happens more commonly at a certain age. Most of the people who have, I'm doing air quotes now, acquired (laughs) hypothyroidism probably actually have Hashimoto's disease and was just never checked for it. They went and had a blood test done. They were found to have a low functioning thyroid. So they just started thyroid hormone. Okay. So another cause of hypothyroidism is to have your thyroid gland removed, so surgical hypothyroidism. If somebody has a tumor or thyroid cancer, their thyroid gland might be removed, and that would cause hypothyroidism and the need to take uh, thyroid hormone. Post-ablative hypothyroidism, that's what Becky has. Uh, She had Graves' disease, and she received radioactive iodine, to uh, get rid of hyperthyroidism and developed hypothyroidism four to six weeks after the radioactive iodine ablation.
0: Okay. Can I tell the radioactive iodine story? Of course. Tell that story.
1: This is hilarious.
0: It cracks me up. So I go into this room and there's a person that's in like A hazmat suit.
1: Oh yeah, full on lead-lined. Yes. Radioactive protection. And they
0: say, "Here, put this little lead apron on, like you do in an X-ray room." And so I put that on, and they open this window. So picture a wall. There's a window with the box behind it,
1: like a jail cell, kind of, right?
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And so I go in. I get the little lead apron, and they say they open this window. And in it is, I mean, it's like a movie (laughs) In it's this metal vial. Like a little
1: crucible, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) This metal vial in this box. And so I have to put my hands on the wall outside of the windows and stick my head in this box. (laughs) This sounds bizarre because it was. And there's a little straw, a little bendy straw in the vial. And I have to drink this stuff. And I'm looking around going, you're in a hazmat suit. I'm sticking my head in a box. I mean, just picture it with like, you know, the dry eye smoke or something all around it. Like, this is really freaky. And I'm thinking, I'm supposed to drink this out of this bendy straw? Because this does not seem at all safe.
1: Yeah, so, so. every everything in the room is protected from this stuff you're about to drink.
0: But but ingested, <laughs> yeah, no It'll problem. It'll be good for you. It's It'll fine. be awesome. It's so anyway,
1: fine. no, don't worry.
0: That was I don't know if that's still how they do it today because this was twenty, well, twenty five years ago. I didn't have that done until mm. after I had the baby. It's pretty much and, still how they do it. Okay, and she was actually eleven months old when I actually had this done. So I just stayed on medication through the whole pregnancy and through almost her first year of life. Yep. So just one kind of point on the treatment that I had, which is radioactive iodine. Why that? Why iodine?
1: Iodine is an important mineral that's used in the production of thyroid hormone by the thyroid gland. And it's really the only place in our body that uses iodine. They can use radioactive iodine. You drank it and you were treated, (laughs) and it goes directly to the thyroid gland once it gets to the circulation, and then the radiation kills the thyroid gland. Okay. Uh, What we just talked about is not a complete list of the causes of hypothyroidism, but it covers most of the cases of hypothyroidism that are out there.
0: What symptoms would we watch for if we're concerned about if we even have hyper-hypothyroidism?
1: For hyperthyroidism, the symptoms are weight loss is very common. Fatigue can actually be common. Um, the weight loss is interesting because a person in, you know, kind of advanced stages of hyperthyroidism can eat buckets of ice cream and not gain any weight and still lose weight.
0: Stop telling all of my <laughs> stories. <laughs>
1: Another symptom is heat intolerance, and that means you're warmer than everyone else around you. Uh, Sometimes people feel depressed. Um, There can be mood issues. People can have very rapid heart rates. Sometimes blood pressure goes up. So it can actually be very dangerous in severe late stages of hyperthyroidism.
0: That's what was happening with me. I was sometimes having a heart rate of 120 beats per minute, which is really, really... It's pretty fast. Really fast. The other thing that I remember is people telling me that I needed to get it treated or I was going to have bug eyes.
1: What is that? (laughs) So that's a fairly common phenomenon in Graves' disease where the, the eyes look like they protrude forward and people look like they have eyes that stick out or bulge out. They look wide, so people look like they're staring really intently at you. (laughs) So that is another side effect, and that's not reversible. Once that occurs, uh, when when the hyperthyroid is treated, it doesn't get better.
0: You guys can't see me right now, but I'm trying to make bug eyes now.
1: It's not working.
0: (laughs) Okay, so let's go into some symptoms of hypothyroidism
1: then. Okay, so we talked about hyperthyroidism. Well, the symptoms of hypothyroidism are really just the opposite.
0: Well, with the exception of you can feel depressed. Right. You can have fatigue. That's the same.
1: Right. So fatigue is the most common symptom. That's what we hear the most. People feel really draggy and tired. Cold intolerance, which is where people feel colder than everyone else around them. Hair loss is common. Dry skin, kind of thickened skin. Constipation, depression is really common. Weight gain or difficulty losing weight is uh, very common. And then people can feel achy. It can also affect people's memory, their cognitive function. Every cell in our body uses thyroid hormone. So if we're hypothyroid and there's not enough, then every system in our body can be affected. So you can really have symptoms everywhere.
0: Wow. Well, that's a good reason for that to always be checked. Let's get back to risk factors then. Who's at risk for this? Is there a family history? Is it more common in women than men? What are, what are some of the risk factors? And
1: It is more common in women than men, especially when we think about Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It's more common in women than men. Just general acquired hypothyroidism is more common in women than men. There is, I think, a family history component. We see that a lot, you know, with a patient comes in and says, my grandmother and her sisters and my aunt and my cousin. My mom. All have hypothyroidism and I'm feeling really tired. I want to get my thyroid checked. So I think there is a family history component to it.
0: So if you're having symptoms you go and you get lab work they would also do a physical exam, right?
1: So if somebody comes in and they have these complaints that may make us think they're having hypothyroidism, then yes we would you know want to do a physical exam and check to see if the thyroid felt enlarged or if we felt any nodules. Um, if there were any lumps or bumps, then we might do some type of imaging study like an ultrasound, uh, to look at the thyroid gland and then also do lab work to check the function of the thyroid. So this is an important point I think we ought to make about the lab work. Are you ready to hear Are
0: we going to geek out?
1: I don't know if we'll geek out or not, but this is confusing to people. And this is this is the point of our podcast is trying to give people information that they can use with their doctor to help improve Uh, understanding. And this is one of those things that's confusing to people. Okay, So,
0: so let's get into that.
1: The first test that will be done when a person has complaints that might indicate thyroid dysfunction is called the TSH. TSH stands for thyroid stimulating hormone. TSH is produced in the brain and it's produced in the pituitary gland and it goes to the thyroid, and stimulates the thyroid gland to make thyroid hormone. So this is what we call a feedback loop. When the thyroid hormone level is low, there's more TSH trying to stimulate the thyroid hormone gland to make more thyroid hormone. When the thyroid hormone level is high, the amount of TSH decreases, so that the thyroid gland isn't stimulated as much to produce thyroid hormone.
0: So if your TSH is lower, you could be be hyperthyroid. Hyperthyroid. If your TSH is higher, you could be hypo. So it's kind of the opposite of what you would think, which is why it could be confusing.
1: So if somebody comes in and they have a initially abnormal TSH, then what we'll do is repeat that. And also check thyroid hormone levels with it.
0: And that's the T3 and T4.
1: Yeah, we can do T4. Sometimes we'll do T3 with it. Most of the time, a T4 is adequate. Okay. So if a person has high TSH and low T4, they're hypothyroid. And then we can decide if we want to determine why they're hypothyroid. If they have a low TSH and a high T4, They're hyperthyroid, and we need to figure out why they're hyperthyroid. I think that brings us kind of to the end of what we wanted to talk about with this.
0: So, some takeaways from this episode if you have a family history of thyroid disorders, if you're having symptoms that you think you want to have checked out, make sure you go see your doctor and talk to your doctor about any of those things that you're concerned about. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your stories. You can find us at realhealthchats.com on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We'll have one out every week for you. And share it with your friends.
1: Thanks for listening. See you next week. What was discussed today is for information only and is not meant to replace or override advice from your physician.